Calling out all my nerds, freaks, and geeks. It's mob time. Don't chew me, cause the showtime. Go ahead and call the gang up for the one time. Rap food rhymes, got them on the line. And my life's still great, I'm doing just fine. Hands up. What's up, y'all, and welcome to the Blurred Mob, your hub for all things black and nerdy. I'm your host, Foot, joined by my two co-hosts, Ryan and Ralph. If you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other streaming service, make sure you hit that follow button so you can get updates from the mob. And if you, our lovely fans, viewers, and listeners are watching us on YouTube, make sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel, turn on those bell notifications for future uploads, and share it with a friend. All right. Today- I didn't know what to call them. Yo, you could have looked at the topics and, and thought of something. <laughs> what am I right. like? Ga- like gamers? I don't freaking know. Like you could have been like all you symbiotes. And what spiders. about you, Sony ponies? <laughs> that- I ain't trying to start no console. <laughs> I be on my, be on my Sony pony. Look, That's me. Look. I said on Sony pony. I'm, I'm on my Sony pony. Look, <laughs> I, I started with Xbox too, but I, I try to I try to leave that alone. I try to keep mm-hmm. it to myself. He said this Sony pony, but you've already heard him. Today we are joined by a special guest, influencer and content creator on the anime culture. We have the Dark Sage. So what's up, Sage? Hello, hello. How is everybody doing tonight? I hope everybody has a great show or listening experience. I mean, usually I'm listening to you guys while I'm working and I'm just like, ah, I feel like I'm on a I'm on a show with celebrities right now because I'm just like, uh, I'm, always <laughs> like chill out. I'm like, guys, let me let me chime in too. But I'm just like, I, I'm just listening. I'm, I'm in the sidelines. Not to try to make us feel good. <laughs> he said, he said, put me in, the coach. <laughs> put me in, coach. I was like, come on, man, put me in that conversation. I could I could have added a little uh, two cents in there. Come on, man. A little, a little some, some, a little some. But we definitely appreciate the support that you've been showing um, mm. for the past couple months. Yeah. Liking the videos, commenting, interacting mm. with our posts and stuff. It is greatly appreciated. And I'm very excited to have you on the show. Yeah, I'm very excited to be here. Thank y'all for having me because it's such a fun time to watch all of y'all interact, whether y'all be talking about gaming, movie news, or just other nerd culture anime stuff. And I'm just like, ah, oh, let me say something, please. <laughs> <laughs> let me in. That's that deep. That's. <laughs> That's those detailed uh, YouTube comments. He said for this one. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I be I be we, making we sure I, I'm letting y'all know that I'm listening. That's that's what I'm trying to do. And it, it's appreciated for real. Mm-hmm. Yes. We can't let you get out. Give us all the compliments though. Sage has contributed towards my entire manga shrine. I've been watching it for a good minute now. Prior to us even building this like relationship, he you the, mm-hmm. you the reason I got Dragon Ball. I ain't gonna cap. I was like, mm-hmm. he's speaking so highly of it. Let me go in and get the manga. I grew up on Dragon Ball, so mm-hmm. shout out to Sage and his great channel. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank okay. you. I did not know that. Definitely. Yeah. All, all those make box sets, sure. reviews, the older videos, I was watching all of them. If you're yeah. listening or watching, make sure you check out the description so you can find more of the Dark Sage. You can find them on Twitter, Instagram, and make sure you subscribe to his YouTube page. Mm-hmm. So, Ryan and Ralph. Mm-hmm. Of course, Sage. How's everybody doing today? What's been up? Ralph been gone. I've been gone. You've been gone for like like two episodes. Ralph been gone for like, he showed up at that Versus Tuesday and got his ass on down. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Listen, it's been, when I say it's been thing after thing after thing, the entire month of May was just movement. It started with Cinco de Mayo. Had fun for that. Enjoyed Mm -hmm. myself. Then we got to the nitty gritty. My girlfriend had her graduation. Congratulations. She got her master's in nursing. 
Okay, yes, okay, yes, okay. Yes, I like it. I yes, like yes. it. All right. I'm happy. House, house, um, house husband time. House, house boyfriend time. Oh yeah, I already told her. Go, I'm, I'm putting there that on notice. Mm-hmm. There we go. <laughs> Ralph said, "House husband. What's that? House I was, time. What's that anime on Netflix? Uh, something of the house husband. Where the house husband? Where the house husband? Yeah. <laughs> That's Ralph gonna be me. The clean. <laughs> I'm trying to follow like in your footsteps, Ralph. I'm trying to follow in those footsteps. One hundred. <laughs> But honestly, it's just been busy. It was it was really good though. It's been a lot of movement, a lot of birthdays. Um, I've finally started to catch up on shows now, movies, you know that I haven't seen and watched. So, Demon Slayer, I'm loving it. Oh boy, it's when y'all y'all told Creme me y'all la read the Creme, manga, Crim de la Crème. Yes, y'all read the <laughs> manga and said it was gonna be good. I was like, okay. You ain't seen shit yet, Ralph. I'm telling what, you. What part are y'all on? Let's shot. Slayer? Swordsman Village Art. They're, yeah. They're towards the end of the Swordsman Village Art. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. But the fan I movement? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's where they at. It's really about... I said this last episode. Shit about to hit the fan. It's... I don't know if I'm ready. You're not going to be ready, Ralph. You're not. <laughs> I don't think I am. You're not gonna be ready when they start right. putting that man. Don't be spoiling for everybody now, food. I'm not. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm just Look, saying. I put the manga up. Them, them last two arcs in Demon Slayer, yeah. like Swordsmith Village and everything up. I'm like, okay, yeah. this is better than what we've been getting before. But also, I'm not watching the anime because when I saw the second season anime with the, it's the 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 Hashi with the Hashira, with the. Uh, the one with the wives. Yeah. No, when he was going crazy mm-hmm. on Twitter, I'm like, I didn't get that in the manga. I'm like, that's cheating right there. I'm like, come on, no. None of that was in the manga. Listen, bro. <laughs> De- Demon Slayer is one of the few sh- animes where I'm like, don't even read the manga. Just watch the anime. That's the best way to re- enjoy it. I hate to say it, but that's the best way to enjoy it. This was not in the manga. None of this. I, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. Mm. We ain't look like this in the manga. I promise you he did it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Until they showed them little flashbacks when he actually looked like a kid. Yeah. But the other times it was like, I was looking at the anime like, ain't this a kid? Uh, this look a little, this look a little, look a little different. Why does he? Why does he? It look like. That. <laughs> oh man! Oh, my goodness. No, we, what have y'all been up to? I've been gone so long. I feel like I missed so much. I've been Bob the Builder putting together IKEA furniture. That's about it. I'm so proud yes, of you. Sir. You have graduated you a lot. You've grown, and you know I've exactly. What, you know exactly what situation no. I'm talking about, Ralph. Y'all not, y'all not gonna clown me because I've been doing this for years now. <laughs> I put together everything in this okay, house. I'm just and but I was there. I was there when the light bulb clicked in your head that you really need to be out here building shit. Y'all ain't gonna clown me. It's okay. You've grown. It's all right. You've it, grown it, from sticking them screws in that TCL TV say, and getting them pictures. And, and it's in my living room right now. Say, say the truth. Here's what happened, dog. Because I ain't finna let them. You know, I, I want to tell man. it. Give me the, give me the backstory, I don't know. He finna, so, he finna lie. So, so I was following the instructions to um okay. a Roku. You wasn't following uh, when the instructions. He was not shoot, following shoot, the instructions. We're not even going to let you do that. Shoot. Hold on. To the TCL Roku TV. And the first thing it said. Said thread the metal with the nails first. It did not say put in the um stands at the bottom. So I tried threading it first, and then when I tried to take it out, the nail got stuck. 
So here I here I am, you know, in a in a state of sorrow. I called my dearest and nearest, my nearest and dearest friends, and I said, I need some assistance. They came in, they bullied me, harassed me, mm. and brought out all types of pliers and everything to pull the nails under. They said, Why don't you ever do this again? Don't you ever do this again? Why didn't nobody teach you how to do this? But it's cool, though, because they stayed there and watched me play Battlefront. That game was trash, but it looked good on a 4K TV. The Star Wars one? That's the story. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's fire. That game is fire. The look of it. Okay. No, it, it started so off bad, bro. So it let me tell. Let bad. me tell the real story, Sage. <laughs> oh, dang. Have, let me tell yeah. the real story. So we all know that TVs come with instructions in the box, right? I read have you ever have you ever bought a TV without I, the instructions in the box? Shut up, because it's my turn. <laughs> it's my turn. I read the instructions. I read. The no, you didn't. Ron, Ron got in the group chat. Was like, man, f. Um, this TV, it didn't come with no instructions, <laughs> and now I got the nails stuck in the TV. I didn't even so say me all that. Ralph, So me and Ralph, me and Ralph, his nearest, mm. dearest friends, as he mm. would like to call us, came over <laughs> to help him out because this was a new brand of TV that I never heard before, and maybe it didn't come with instructions. I gave One him the, the benefit. I gave him the benefit of the doubt. We mm. walked in his room in less than thirty seconds. I looked in that TV box found the actual instructions because they the instructions there. he found was on mm-hmm. the internet. Mm-hmm. I scroll, I turned two pages and found the installation instructions. And the first they thing they was there. stick the stands in the TV and put the screws in because that's how you put together every TV that you get with stands. Those, those instructions so then the screw was stuck. Ralph mm-hmm. was strong enough to pull the screw out. The screw then was stripped so we had to drive 20 minutes to home depot find him like some 15. screws that matched like the screws that came with the and tv that he bought and put his lows. tv together it was lows on county line but what i'm trying to say is right <laughs> t- and that was only like a 15 minute drive Jackson's it doesn't matter bit. the point the matter is is that through that whole experience that was crazy that nobody taught you how to put together a tv the wildest so thing is, like I actually drove from my house. No, we were putting, we putting it on the stand. Oh, yeah. just like the stands that come at the bottom of the TV? Yes. yes. Yeah, and he put the screws in first. Okay, see, I, I'm thinking, oh, y'all are mounting the TV, because y'all talking about screws no, and all that. Sir. I'm like, no. oh, yeah, mounting no. is a different we're, situation. We're, this is I've, standard TV 101. I put feel the like, stands on the TV, screw the screws in. I feel like y'all are being judgmental. Because all, all I was trying to do was I'll, congratulate your growth as no, Bob the Builder. No, it was an under it was an underhanded compliment. It was it was satirical. <laughs> oh my god. You, you were attacking my character. I was trying to commend your character. I, I don't know. We I don't were know trying to save your character. It's fine. Right when now. we come when we come to Dallas, we're gonna see what their furniture that you put together Bet. really looks like. Sturdy, sturdy, sturdy. <laughs> no shake, no jiggle. Don't don't look at this. This is because it's on carpet. No jiggle. All the woods stay there. Woo, Jesus. Golly. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's what happened. And as you guys have seen, Ron has turned into a changed man. He can put together TVs, shelves, couches, chairs, you name it. And it started with that one moment. <laughs> that's character development. I can't that's say what I was growing. Yeah, that's, that's growth. That's growth. That's growth. You, you are the main character, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> You have discovered your potential. <laughs> you finna have me acting like that dude off Mashal. <laughs> I'll show you who the main oh, character is. God. 
Oh man, that's definitely what you look like. That scene of him <laughs> trying to put that door in the wrong way. No, the red sticking, hair dude. It's you the sticking the screws hair. in the TV first before. <laughs> 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 I ain't gotta be in this episode. I could leave. <laughs> I ain't got. I don't have to be here. You know what? My battery died. You see that? That's crazy. Please. That's crazy. But oh man, let's go ahead and move into our first topic. So the biggest thing that came out in these couple weeks, we got the PlayStation 2023 showcase. We got some gameplay and some trailers for a couple games coming out. The main things that I want to hear from you guys is what games uh, stood out to you. I definitely want to talk about the Spider-Man 2 gameplay trailer. Um, With all the games coming out, I do want to have a fun conversation of what contenders that we have for game of the year. And we have to have a discussion about Sony's Q-Light coming out pretty soon. (laughs) I'm sorry. That is like also that. that's also my that's also my sentiment. That junk looks ugly. Let's only try to. Is compete, that the actual bro. photo, or were they just mock up photos? That's, that's, that's the actual, actual photo. Thing. All of, all but of it. it. To me, mm. it just looks like a mobile phone controller attachment. He got the. It backbone. literally looks like this. Oh. Just take. Yeah, this and the screen like and. Yes. It's, yeah, that's what it reminds me of, but it's just a dual shot controller. It's mm. it's as if PlayStation wasn't trying to compete with the Switch, they was trying to compete with the Wii U and they made this. That's I think what it looks like. Right now they're trying, like they're to, compete trying to compete with the Steam Deck. No, nah, I feel like they're trying to compete with the Logitech G Cloud. Yeah, too. I was thinking more so of that. Cause that's the other streaming device that they that you know that's actually out in the market that's big. And I forgot it's so the screen is eight inches, and yeah. I compared to the Nintendo Switch is two inches bigger. And I forgot to look up the Logitech one, but compared to the Steam Deck, it's one inch bigger. And mm-hmm. I guess if you look at it as as far as like the graphics, then yeah, let's make the screen bigger. But I just feel like the design that they landed on it. I don't like it. It looks gross to me. Mm-hmm. Compared to all of the other handheld consoles that we've been that we've been seeing, I just don't. It looks terrible. But they just say what it is. I get them trying to do something different. I I get that, but it it's not sitting well with me. That design is not sitting well with me. What they should have gave us was an updated version of the PSP. They should just gave us an updated version. The thing In is. They kind of got to go into streaming because even now, handheld gaming got dominated by cell phones. There's literally not much of a market for you to try to like to get get into that market. It's kind of difficult right now. Mm-hmm. Like the only reason Switch is competing is because it's it's just as much as a handheld as it is a couch um and gaming console, mm-hmm. however you would word it. Like they kind of have to go into streaming because even Microsoft got that thing. I forgot. Are they working with Nvidia or somebody yeah. where you can like stream to your Chromecast and everything and play a video game? I feel like someone should yes. go through that route. Yeah, I, we are. I, I think they already did that route with the Stadia, because I bought the Stadia. Mm-hmm. But you but know, that it shut down though, didn't it? But the Stadia, yeah, yeah because it wasn't doing well. Yeah. I, I just think that cloud gaming yeah. moving into that sector is just—I don't want to say a bad idea. Like it's a good idea for companies because that's ways that they could turn out money or get people to pay more in money. Mm-hmm. But for us mm-hmm. as a consumer, 
this because I'm from what I've seen of the Q Lite, basically it's just a remote play thing. But I'm just like, it we is. can do that on our iPad. We can do that on our P- our PC. We can do that on our iPad. If I have a game like God of War, and like for someone like me, I buy all my games physically, except for like the digital exclusive games. How am I going to be able to switch a game out if I'm like all the way like in Houston, four hours away from me right here? I'm exactly. like, that's the thing. Yeah. I don't buy my games exactly. I'm a physical person. Exactly. exactly. And they mm-hmm. are. They definitely said that you have to put the game on the PS5 first to mm-hmm. play it on the Q-Lite. They, they said that at the showcase. My other thing with the games is that they said it's remote play over Wi-Fi. And we've talked about this before. Like everybody, to get the full potential out of this, everybody got to have the biggest, strongest Wi-Fi on the planet. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's only, it's only a small few who's going to really be able to, you know, get the most out of this. Because if we want to talk about what was it, PS Play or whatever it was, the streaming game service that PlayStation tried to do a while back with streaming mm-hmm. the games. And if your Wi-Fi was sorry, your game was sorry. Like I barely mm-hmm. got in. I tried to do it. I barely got into like I tried to play like Batman Arkham Asylum. I barely got into the game before it just. But there's a way to make it work. It's just ain't nobody going to appreciate it. Because if you're trying to um, play a 4K video game with all the HDR capabilities, all the stuff they talk about with God Rays and all this other stuff added to it, that's a lot of data to be moving throughout Wi-Fi. Even if 5G got big, playing a huge game like God of War, don't let alone this upcoming Grand Theft Auto game or any other game that's going to come out in the mm-hmm. future, trying to stream that over internet ain't going to work right now. It's not going to work unless you lower the quality be on Nintendo's level. But Nintendo the only ones who can get away with that. They the only ones who can have a, a five-year-old graphical my, type so of game. My thing with Nintendo, though, is what they've been doing with all of these ports. My um, recent experience being Mortal Kombat, they've been pulling features out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And with PlayStation, I they don't have the room to do that. If you're going to make me install the game on the PS5 first for me to even play it on the handheld, I need yeah, everything. I one-to-one mm-hmm. i you can't pull out any features with that i feel like they should have just focused on their um vr and left this on let this stay on the side i definitely think yeah. they should have focused on the vr because they show the only thing that caught my attention with the vr was the fact that they were putting beat saber on it and beat saber is not like that big hot new game coming out like mm-hmm. everybody who has an oculus has been playing beat saber but yeah, they yeah. they didn't really show a lot of VR content. Did that Horizon VR game come out yet? I yeah, I think it already came out. A lot out. of people are saying it's well, basically it like a tutorial VR game. Like it's one of those games that's like, like yeah. it's not an actual VR VR game. You get what I'm saying? Not yeah. like a bio, like a Resident Evil Biohazard type thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they just, like it just makes, the name it's kind of like a Astro's sales. Playroom. Oh, gotcha. Kind of like where it's like, oh, it's, it's kind of teaching you the capabilities of what the VR could really do rather than being a full fledged game. No, that's, I want us to turn our old girl and climb robot rhinoceroses. That's how they, that's but that's how they advertised it, though. That's yeah. definitely how they advertised it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I definitely agree with Ryan. They should have definitely put out more PlayStation VR 2 content because if you're going to make the PlayStation VR 2 the same price as the PS5, you have to give me something. Yeah, you can't just be giving us run-of-the-mill stuff. No, like you, gotta, you gotta give us some more. How do y'all feel about PSVR 1? 
I uh, it didn't have nothing for me to get into it. I I would say the same. Yeah. So is it more so of the actual capabilities of the VR or the actual games that are on the VR to make you get the VR for it, y'all? It's the latter. Like if y'all are going to sell me a VR, you got to make it worth it. I wouldn't be mad. I would probably get the new VR if that Horizon mm-hmm. game felt like Horizon. If I'm actually in this game and I'm in th- I'm immersed in it. I'm over here fighting the monsters. I'm over here being able to climb, jump, do my stealth and everything else. I'll buy it. But if you're telling me it's just a basic simulation that like, oh, you can move here. You can grab this object in the distance and that's it. I'm not spending $500 then an extra 50 for a trash game. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. I agree. It, a, lo- a, lot of my, a lot of my console and VR sentiment does come from the content. Like if I feel like I'm going to get a lot out of this VR experience, but I'll buy it mm-hmm. if I feel like that I'm going to get something out of it. But to me, and like the games that I like to play, I don't feel like they're showing me enough to turn around and buy a PlayStation VR two at the moment. Yeah, and, and right now regular the, games are having. You know. I was just gonna say I was burned by the v, the PlayStation VR, the first one, the one I was on PlayStation Four. I felt burned mm-hmm. by that because mm-hmm. there was nothing good on there for me to play <laughs> except for Biohazard, and I was like, "Nah, I'm too scary for this game. Mm-mm, I'm taking this off." <laughs> but besides that, I'm like, <sighs> I'm like, there's really no good VR experience on console as of right now. Like the best VR experience mm-hmm. is to right. go for something like a Meta, like y'all was saying, where basically you could get on the mm-hmm. PC and there's so many games like user generated games and things like that. Mm-hmm. I agree, and that's what convinced me to get the Oculus. Cause I had a couple friends at work. I was like, "Hey, come over, play the Oculus." They had did. They've got all the games. They did all the mods and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Okay, this is dope. I want an Oculus." And now you have one, yay! And now I have one. <laughs> <laughs> I need a good one, but Same. but I. I'll answer your first question, though, Flu, just to get my shit off before we um get into Spider-Man. I'm excited for Dragon's Dogma. It's a sleeper hit. Folks don't know nothing about this game. This game came out, like, what, 2008, 10? It had some of the best combat, bro. It was a really dope RPG. Story was a little lacking, but I never played a game that had combat like that. My homeboy, um, Ace, told me that they that Shadows of the Colossus kind of mimicked it, where you could actually mm-hmm. climb the monsters, fight fight against them, and still use your environment to help you out in combat and everything. But I absolutely love Dragon's Dogma. Folks can go through my Twitter. I've been wanting a sequel since the last one came out. And I remember I was tweeting like 10 minutes before the trailer came on. I was like, it will be dope if Capcom said we got a Dragon's Dogma 2. Mm-hmm. And they I dropped remember it. That. That's mm-hmm. that's my game of the year if it ain't Final <laughs> Fantasy 16. That's me. What about you guys, okay. Ralph and Sage? I'm going to let Sage go first. <laughs> uh, in terms of like the games that caught my eyes, uh, like I've been I've been slacking on my games. Like the last game I like fully played was like God of War 2018. I mean, not 2018. Mm-hmm. Ooh, uh, Ragnarok. The you know, new what I'm about to say, whoa. I'm going back too many years. <laughs> yeah, last one I really played was like Ragnarok because I've just been, you know, so busy. But um, the only games I really wanted to play this year and the reason I bought my PS5 was to play God of War, Ragnarok. Literally the only reasons. If they made another Batman game that was in the Arkham series, which I know they won't, Spider-Man and Wolverine. That's literally all I have my PS5 for. I bought a $500 console just to play those three games. So Spider-Man is a definite, but also Metal Gear Solid is one that caught my eye because 
I played the last Metal Gear Solid and I liked it, but I felt like the gameplay was very repetitive, even though it was fun at times, it was just too repetitive for me to really enjoy it. And I've heard great things about the Metal Gear series in general. So to get a remake with PS5 graphics, HDR, haptic feedback, probably. Yeah, the I'm graphics. Like, yeah, look- I need that. Yeah. I need to feel when I'm crawling on the ground. It did. I need to feel that. (laughs) (laughs) Let me feel it. Let me feel feel the the rock. I need to to feel the texture of that mud when I'm stepping in it. You feel me? (laughs) I need to feel feel my calluses developing. (laughs) Exactly. And I think they announced the Metal Gear Solid collection. Uh, Snakey. Yeah, Yeah. the collection. They put in the The collection. I'm not sure if they mentioned it at the PlayStation Showcase, but I was like, yeah, I need to get that too. Because I've been wanting to get the PS3 one. But I've just been too lazy, so I'm like, F it. I'm going to just get the new yeah, collection. Yeah, right after they announced, uh, went right after the trailer, they did show a little something about the collection, the previous mm-hmm. three games they were putting out there. And you know what? They didn't show anything for Wolverine. Was last year when Wolverine first got announced with that little teaser trailer at the bar? Yeah. Or was that two years yeah. ago? It was last I year? I want to say Dang. that might have been last year. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. Yeah, I need that. Oh, I need that. Spider-Man, I could kind of wait yeah, on because I, I played the Arkham series. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what you got for us, Ralph? <sighs> oh, boy. I I had to go back and rewatch it because I did not. I was not able to watch it the first time. But a game that I am excited for that y'all may not recall, Alan Wake. I'm excited for Alan Wake, too. I saw, well, I saw, a, lot looked, of, I saw a lot of people excited for that. real good. I, I saw a lot of people excited for that. If you ever, so I don't know if y'all remember, but the only way you really got introduced from Alan Wake was buying the Xbox 360 pack when it first mm-hmm. came out. That was the first game you would buy on it. I was like, okay, you know, it's it like a cool game. Let me try it. I did not realize that game was going to be that scary. Mm. Especially as a kid at night, you just opened it on Christmas. You like, yeah, let me play this game. And you got all these monsters jumping out. You got this man with a chainsaw chasing you. Mm-mm. Nah. But yes, I made it. it definitely, definitely daytime vibes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start off in the morning. <laughs> I'm pulling all the curtains open. All the lights. <laughs> I'm flipping everything off. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for that game. I have been waiting for years years to see Alan Wake come back and I think I, I think I told y'all personally I believe like a month or so ago about Alan Wake y'all like eh okay and I, didn't, I didn't play it yeah so it was, it's actually really good I I would definitely recommend that when oh it comes no. out the, the scary games yeah it's not it's not overly it's not like a Five Nights at Freddy's okay it, okay. it has it has actual plot actual story actual meaning uh, as you're playing the game so you know you progress you actually play as the guy alan wait through his life so okay. i'm excited so, ralph i got a question is alan wake because i've seen it but i never played it is it more mm-hmm. adjacent to the survival horror or is it more adjacent to the action horror like is it like resident evil like where you get a gun and all that or is it like outlast where you just got to run around and survive right. it's it's very much similar to Resident Evil. Okay. Like it you you have you have your moments where it's a bit of both mm-hmm. in, in some certain situations because their basement, you know, pretty much as his as his real life was progressing, uh, even at Alan Wake. Um 
spoilers, but you know, he lost his wife in a car crash and he never could get over it. So his whole thing was actually getting over all those events that led up to her getting into that car crash and passing away. So it was very, it was a very good and well thought out story that, you know, has some elements of uh, actual action of him fighting. And then it would be actual story elements to just progress the story along. So with Alan Wake 2 being 10 plus years since Alan Wake came out, I'm I'm interested to see what they're gonna do with it. Okay, right. that's dope. Well, when it come out, you have to let it let us know how it compares to the previous. Oh yes, of course, of course. I'm definitely buying it. <laughs> what stuck out to you? You already know what stuck out to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! You already know what stuck out to me. That's Spider Man Two. I I let's. I'm gonna backtrack a little bit. Final Fantasy 16 looked good. Assassin's yeah. Creed looked good. Mm-hmm. Looked good. But when it got to that Spider-Man gameplay, I listen. listen I loved it. It, listen, it. it had you feeling some type of way? It had me feeling some type of way. Because mm-hmm. the previous two Spider-Man installments have been great. I'm still a bit slighted that the Miles Morales one didn't have that lengthy storyline like the first Spider-Man did. Mm -hmm. But the fact that they're including them both into the Spider-Man 2 game, along with all of the villains that are supposed to be coming, I'm expecting this to be a good one. Mm -hmm. Just starting off the bat with them introducing Kraven the Hunter and setting the stage of what how this story might go along. And then the Venom, the Venom gameplay. That look cool. That, that's gonna that be nice. Ah, that's that's gonna be nice. But I will say, I'm not gonna take Peter seriously with that Venom voice. That no. shit is so funny to me. Venom, <laughs> tell Craven, tell him what. <laughs> tell him what, Peter. That man sounds like he's been smoking six packs of menthols. Bro, I was just about to say, he does, He sounds like he's been smoking cigarettes. Like, it's, it's the symbiote, just a, a no. glob of tobacco? Like, yes. What's the point? He, he like Newports now. That's what it is. <laughs> it was like, I get it. Like, the voice is funny, but it looked like the gameplay is taking someplace, like, towards maybe towards the middle of the game. So what I'm interested is is how they're going to show that transition from Peter being friendly neighborhood Spider-Man to black suit Peter. And like how does that affect the situation that they're dealing with with Craven the Hunter? How does that affect the relationship between him and Miles? You know, it's a lot of things that we can get into with him putting on that getting that symbiote. I'm gonna say this now. They're going to be scrapping. They're going to scrap. They're going to have to. They're going to scrap. That's what I was, was going to say. We're going to get a really good Miles versus Peter battle in this mm. game. I'm A couple of them probably, right? And the way that they're doing the transitions between Miles and Peter, I could see that fight, you being able to play as both characters. And mm. if they do the transition smooth, like I could see them like we scrapping your mouths. Something happens that mid fight cutscene, <coughs> and then they switch you to Peter. Mm-hmm. I I can see that. That's I can see cool. that. 
I it's it's giving me Ninja Storm four. Sasuke versus Naruto. That's that's what I feel like it's gonna be. Where it's just back it and forth. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, yes. I'm about to say that is Sasuke so, voice him. So wrong. you're not wrong. So, yeah. But I I very much see that kind of button mashing, especially, you know, like special attacks that they were doing in Naruto versus Sasuke and Ninja Storm 4 is just going to be similar things to that, I feel like. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be really intense. I think the Spider-Man story wise, they've made those climaxes, those battles like very emotional. Mm-hmm. And I could just I could only see the build up getting to that point that if they do flip you between Miles and Peter, you're going to be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like I don't, I don't want to do this right. <laughs> Press triangle, but I don't want. Please, I don't want to do this. Help. Switch me back. I ain't trying to hit Miles. I'm, I'm on Miles' side, one hundred percent. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Oh, yes. I am. It's coming Ryan, out. I'm, I'm actually surprised he didn't mention Assassin's Creed. Cause y'all already know I'm looking for. I already Assassin's knew he was Creed. gonna get the game. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a guaranteed buy for me. I'm an Assassin's Creed fan. I think they only had to sh- because we already showed it showed it at the Ubisoft showcase. I think they just yeah. had to show it okay. again just to let you guys know, hey, Sony, you Sony ponies, you guys mm-hmm. are getting Assassin's Creed. <laughs> but but what I do like about it is going back to the classic. Um. Assassin's Creed gameplay more focused on stuff. It's not going to have all those RPG elements from like Odyssey yeah. and Origins. It definitely looked. I like did that. notice that. So it's like we kind of uh, in a. I don't want to say we're in a new generation, but now the folks who couldn't play like the old school Assassin's Creed games, they can come back mm-hmm. and play that now. And I'm excited to see what they think about it because I like them both. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, I'm excited. I got a question for you though. Do you think that this is going to set the stage on the other? Assassin's Creed titles that they all announced that Ubisoft. If this one turns out good, would that give you hope for the rest of them? I don't want to say yes because I think Jade or was it Red? One of them one is gonna supposed be, to be mobile. Yeah. One's going to be mobile and uh, they already said in a um, newsletter or something that one of the games is going to be more similar to um odyssey and all of them with the more so action adventure role-playing aspects mm-hmm. so if it goes if it's successful i think they may keep a trend of like alternating we're gonna have the open world rpg version of assassin's creed then we're gonna have the stealth-based action adventures and they might go back and forth in the future i don't know i could see that okay so but it depends s- on how the money talks that's true so you're saying that you could see based on the success off of this you could see them going you know, going both ways yeah. with how they yeah. want to do the games because they it, it'll sell either way. Yeah, because True. Ubisoft is hedging their bets on Assassin's Creed right now because they're trying to build this, um, what I call it? Like their own metaverse of all the Assassin's Creed games where they're going to be grouped up and it's like you can go through different timelines. That stuff they announced at the last Ubisoft event. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming we're going to hear more about it at the Ubisoft event next weekend. But it seems like they're hedging their bets. That's one of Ubisoft's biggest brands right now. So we might be seeing one Assassin's Creed game every year, every other year, and it's going to be recurring at this point. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm looking forward to it. So the last question of this discussion was, what are you guys' top contenders for game of the year? 
Some in people general, hate me. Sure. Hogwarts Legacy. Mm. That was mm. on my list. Yeah, that was, that was despite all of the controversy, and I I get it. I'm not saying like throw it out the window. It's not a piece of the game, but like that jump was good. And you know what, Sage, did you get to play it? I'm not a big. I, I know you can. Uh, only magic enough. I like is Black Clover. Uh, that's the only time I like that's, magic. That's fair. I wanted to get it though. I personally think like whenever they do like that crazy PlayStation 60% mm. off sale and it's like $20, I would suggest Gotta that you get it, it. Mm-hmm. because like even without being a Harry Potter fan, like the storyline, the elements to it, is really like engaging. And yeah. I think that anybody could play Hogwarts Legacy and not know too much about it and still enjoy the game because it's not like, oh, you have to watch Harry Potter and understand what's going on. No, they explain that junk from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I feel like Hogwarts Legacy, if it don't win game of the year, it's definitely going to be a contender. I think Final Fantasy, because folks typically like Final Fantasy, even though the last one was, eh, it got to be up there, too, next to Spider-Man. I, I have a question, because I don't really know how to decide, like, who's the nominees for Game of the Year, but, like, what's the platform required? Are, <coughs> are there any platform requirements to be considered Game of the Year? Because Hogwarts Legacy has yet to release on Switch. They just pushed it back again. And I don't know if that affects, like, how they that criteria of how they put that up there i don't think Previously, so because the God game War. awards has had plenty of exclusives yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. okay because hmm. i was just saying because I... I was just gonna say was god of war yeah. was up there. neck and neck last year yeah yeah because yeah. they and Elder i think elder ring won more one more reward than god of war did last year like mm-hmm. it, it it beat him by one award yeah the only reason i thought about it it's because we were talking about, when we were talking about the Q-Lite, we had brought up the Switch ports and how they pull out features when it, when it gets on the Switch. And the only thing that I could think about is, like, with them pushing back the Hogwarts Legacy release on Switch to November, is it possible that they may be removing some features that we got on the PS5 version on the Switch? And I could see Possibly. that affecting the way that people see the gameplay. I don't know. It it depends because I know everybody keeps talking about the shortage, but how many people like in terms of the folks who wanted a PS Five like now they're readily in stock now. Are there's not a shortage anymore for them and Series no. X, correct? No. So it, so in my opinion, if you plan on an old console, that's on you at this point. <laughs> like like it's available now. <laughs> I feel yeah, you. Like, I would, like that, been, that, was, that was the that was like the only thing. That's the only thing that I yeah. thought of because if we're going straight off like PS Five and Xbox then, yeah, everybody pretty much had the same experience. But then if that junk drops on the Switch and you can't do the same things on the Switch that you did on the PS5 and the yeah. Xbox, then you, you're looking at the game from two different gameplay experiences. Mm-hmm. I don't know their criteria, right. but I think they'll go off the best version of it. Okay. And say, like, when it worked, what worked, you know? Okay. Well, that was yeah. that one was definitely on my list. I threw Legend of Zelda in there just because of the hype that got behind it. Um, and then the, the art, the graphics, um, 
those were the only two I kind of threw Spider-Man 2 in there, but the fact that we haven't touched it yet, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not even going to fault you, because I got a game on there that haven't even came out either, so. What you got on there? Mortal Kombat 1. So I wanted, so I wanted to put Mortal Kombat 1 on my list, but the only thing about it is that with it being a fighting game, we already know like what's the mechanics of this game is going to look like. For me to consider Mortal Kombat a game of the year contender, something has to be over the top on Mortal Kombat. I mean, they have to go up there and pull the biggest piece of shit out their ass for me to be like, oh, this is a game of the year contender. That was did a bad analogy. Yeah. Did but- you just describe a fatality? Like, so, like the yeah, way you did that. Like, was that like your fatality or something? <laughs> it, like, could be. Your ass. <laughs> it could be. But that's, that's, that's all I'm saying. Like, Mortal Kombat, this is Mortal Kombat 11 as far as expectation. Mortal Kombat 1 has to, A, it has to touch the sky, touch the stars, go mm-hmm. past the Milky Way for me to be like, this is a game. I'm for real. I'm for real. Because when you look at fighting games, some of, it's standard. Some The expectations, the mechanics, the way that they work, is standard across the board. So really, I don't know what they could do. I know they could do some stuff, but I don't know what they could do to really be like, Boom, game of the year. You're right. Yeah, well, I, the same reasons that you said, Fupa, the same reasons why I'm still skeptical. Because mm-hmm. in previous history, Mortal Kombat has always had amazing trailers. Mm-hmm. Always had amazing shows. They had 21 Savage but the last the gameplay, the, game. the gameplay is what does not match all the time. Mm-hmm. But but so, you can always expect you can also but you can uh, the gameplay they might do slight differences like we talked about the difference between Mortal Kombat ten and Mortal Kombat eleven there mm-hmm. will be slight differences but the mechanics they pretty much work the same like if going from Mortal Kombat ten to Mortal Kombat eleven you don't have to sit there and learn a completely new game like some of that stuff is standard right. with like two plus features mm-hmm. you're right. I have a question. So, what what was the last fighting game, if there ever was one, that won like a game of the year type thing? And that I don't that, know. That's what I was going to say. Usually game of the year goes to like RPG action adventure games mm-hmm. almost every time. And that's that's the trend that I was seeing. <laughs> that's why I was saying like for them, for anybody to consider Mortal Kombat game of the year, they have to pull some shit out of their ass. They have to. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's like Mortal Kombat open world, I don't know how they're going to do anything breathtaking. You know what I mean? That would be It's crazy. breathtaking for us as fans, but yeah. wider I just, audience. I just don't know what they could do to be like, boom, game of the year. Because it's going to be pretty standard. Story mode, local, online, the crypt. We know that <laughs> offhand. It's going to yeah. be Two, a couple new features that they're going to tie in there. The story. I don't know what they're... I'm excited to see what they do with the story, given the fact that we're starting from scratch. But Mm -hmm. I just don't know if it's going to be like, oh, shit, game of the year. I don't know. Mm -hmm. 
I feel yeah, that. I'm very skeptical on I'm fighting I'm still keeping games. on my list. I respect mm. it. I love Mortal Kombat. That's my favorite fighting series, so I respect it. Mm-hmm. Did you answer the question, though, Sage? What's your Game of the Year contender? I haven't played no new game that came out this year. But if I'm going based off of kind of what last year, how last year went, and kind of how this year is going, I honestly think it's going to be between Jedi, uh, Jedi, what? Not Fallen Order, the newest one. I forgot about that. Survival. Uh, Jedi. That dude. Survivor. And... Survivor and Tears of the Kingdom, the Legend of Zelda. I think it's gonna really just be between those two because of how long. I forgot about that one. Yeah, because of how long, like it's actually been out. People have had Mm -hmm. the whole summer to play it and the whole Mm -hmm. new school year to play it. While compared Mm -hmm. to like a game like when God of War came out last year and Elden Ring came out, I was like, I want God of War to win because I'm a God of War fanboy. But I think it should go to Elden Ring because Elden Ring held this whole year down. Like Jedi Survivor and Tears of the Kingdom, they holding this whole year down. Like you have to have like a hundred something hours to complete like everything in Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about Jedi Survivor, but that's that's definitely a good point. Mm-hmm. It it do look good. I've watched a couple of gameplay videos. It it looks good. I'm just not the biggest Star Wars fan. Yeah. But if we go Sorry. off Sage's thing about the amount of time that everybody has to experience yeah. this game, it's gonna be it's Hogwarts Legacy, Zelda, oh, yeah. and Jedi Survivor. That. It's gonna True, be the, yeah. it's gonna be those three if we're looking at the amount of time that everybody has had to experience the gameplay because Spider Man drops in the fall so that's mm-hmm. not really enough. Yeah. Mortal Kombat's dropping in September, still that's not really enough. And then with it being Mortal Kombat in the story modes not being that long, anyway, it's kind of gonna be like that two weeks of. Oh, look at this stuff that you can do in Mortal Kombat. And then that's going to be it. Everybody's going to be doing online fights and just doing local play between their friends. So that's why I was kind of going back to like, they have to do something like, really, they're going to have to do something outrageous for us to keep being like, oh, Mortal Kombat 1, Mortal Kombat 1, Mortal Kombat 1. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I agree with you. Because fighting games don't usually have that many features, like you were saying. Which I think the Street Fighter, I hate to say it, but I really think Street Fighter (laughs) will get game of the year because of that whole, you create your character, you can run around the world. I think that's giving it a huge edge over Mortal Kombat. I like Mortal Kombat because of the viciousness, but the actual new, I guess, not reinvigoration, but just to add to that gameplay element of like giving an NBA 2K playground effect where you can just run around, fight people with your creative character. I'm just like, Mm -hmm. dang, y'all just, Mm -hmm. y'all just got a huge edge over Mortal Kombat with that one feature right there. Yeah. I'm I, I'm surprised that Mortal Kombat hasn't done that yet. You would think that after they implemented Honestly, like yes. the variations of the different characters, what's the next step above getting variations of multiple characters? Your own. <laughs> oh, well, original character. The, they did it in Armageddon. The game yeah, like okay. right before the yeah. PS3 one. Okay. Right before the one with, yeah. uh on PS3. So it's like they've done that and That's I think so- that one was kind of received horribly. So they probably like, okay, let's Let's steer away from that right now. Just and they was the and they was competing against they were competing against Soul Calibur's character creation back then too, because Soul Calibur mm-hmm. always went hard with their character creation. Yeah, I agree. Folks was making Crash Band. You remember when we made Crash Bandicoot? <laughs> <laughs> they we make everything. It. Yeah. So, well, I I think it's those three: Hogwarts Legacy, Legend of Zelda, and Jedi Survivor. I think it's gonna be be between those three. Yeah. 
I agree. We'll I just hope that the the not the the companies that do the game of the year stuff. I hope they don't put in the backlash that they might get in to disqualify Hogwarts Legacy because they're like, mm, yeah, do we really right. want that smoke with those with those like that group of people that's going to come after us and kind of like just bomb yeah. us on this selection right here? It's like, do we really want that smoke? I, I say risk it. Be controversial. <laughs> Be I respect controversial. it. I, I respect Go against it. the grain. I, I like it. I guess I, I can see. I can see them. I could definitely see them playing it safe and mm. not giving them Game of the Year, giving them awards on different categories because mm. you do have to recognize the game and what it did. I but I could see them being like, "Hey, you guys got these other awards, but we're going to give Game of the Year to somebody else to you know, not even take that smoke." They mm. could do like Crunchyroll and make it an audience vote. And see how that go. Oh, audience vote will be all over the place. It would. <laughs> that's gonna be crazy. That hey, I that I, would I, that would make it fair if they wanted to. You know, we really want to put Hogwarts Legacy in the contenders, but we don't want to be the ones to make that decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'd be like, this year, game of the year is not determined by us. 50% of the score is <laughs> determined by the audience. Yeah, if they, <laughs> they could, they could if they wanted to, if they really wanted it to be up there. Because I, I think, despite the controversy, you have to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to. Like, it's the game, when they dropped it, we was running. The amount Everybody. of copies that it sold, the... Fact Twitch that streams it, were going crazy. That's why I was just about to say it became one of not if not one, it was up there with the uh, top games that were being streamed in that moment. It like, was the top game being streamed. It was for like two mm-hmm. weeks. Yeah. Okay, but that uh, I'm just saying, like, despite the controversy, all of the data, the statistics, and everything that they have behind this game, I think you have to put it in there. Hmm. But I could, I could see the committee being like, hey, we don't want to be the ones to make that decision. So how about right. y'all vote? <laughs> <laughs> how about y'all vote and y'all let y'all us handle know? that. <laughs> but I, I could definitely see that. I wouldn't even be mad at it. At all. But um, moving on to our next topic, I do want to discuss some entertainment, some movie news. Um, So Deadpool 3... Th- has started production despite the writer's strike. Mm. But there is a caveat that during production that Ryan Reynolds cannot improvise any lines due to the strike. Um, And then I saw something today that director said he can do some stuff after post-production, but at Mm. the moment he has to do everything by the script. The hot take that I want to discuss on this, given the two previous Deadpool movies, how do we feel like this might affect the humor and the story for Deadpool 3? I don't mind it. I, I don't think the humor is really going to, to change much because most of his humor comes when he's in his suit, you know, masked at that point. So he can do whatever. After the fact, they, you know, finished doing all the scenes with action and, you know, just him being himself, reading off the script. He could always go back uh, post post after, like, they recorded everything and then just redo the lines over. He he could, but I think it takes that genuine humor out of it. 
Because if I have to sit there and do it by the script and, oh, I got a joke, but let me hold it for later. Like when it's time to throw it in there, is it going to hit the same if we were actually in production and I said the line and added my quip behind it? I So I have some questions. Is, isn't Ryan technically a writer? For Deadpool as well, like, is he just an actor in this franchise? Ain't he, like, a part-time writer? So is he, is he, like, under contract, or is he choosing not to write in support of this strike? Like, how is that all being navigated? So the article I read, I don't know if he's a writer on the production or not. And it also may just go into the rules of, like, going from script to production and how actors are able to, like make changes to the to the script on a whim Mm -hmm. so So, it could just be that like yeah you wrote it this way but if you wanted to do something differently there might be some rules and regulations behind that so that's my thing i wouldn't i wouldn't think it's going to be too much less funny than what it could have been if he played a huge part in the original writing in the first place like i understand he might feel like a joke in the later like later on and be like "Ooh, this may sound better but if he played a part in the original writing, I mean, like, that's as good as it's going to get, in my opinion. Yeah. So I'm not too worried. Because, like, Ryan Reynolds himself, you can see his type of humor. As long as he ain't reading somebody else's jokes that they think Ryan Reynolds would say, and that's, I think it's good. And that's what I was thinking about. Like, if let's say he's not a writer on the script. And they're writing what they think might be funny. And then giving Deadpool 1 and Deadpool 2 some of the moments that we found like absolutely hilarious might have been improv so if he doesn't have that creative freedom to be like hey let me switch this joke up a little bit like it's good but I think if I say this it might hit I think we might lose a little bit of that humor that we got in Deadpool 1 Deadpool 2 I don't think it would affect the movie significantly if he can't bust the joke in there every so often because the humor to me with the movie i think the humor is ryan reynolds playing deadpool and his jokes and his humor does make that loving connection with him being deadpool it does but you but thinking about the story element of it i don't think the fact that he can't improvise lines is going to affect the story as a whole like the director came out and said that this is going to be more of a Wolverine story anyway. So it's possible that the focus isn't really going to be on Ryan for real when we get to Deadpool 3. For that, if for anything, that. Oh, go ahead, Ralph. Oh, no, no, you can. I was just going to say, I was just going to say if they're looking at it as more of a Wolverine story and Deadpool doesn't really have like a, I won't say a big significant part, but like, He's not so much the focus of the movie that where we kind of need those jokes. I don't think it's going to be bad. I would agree. I, I honestly would agree with you, Fook. Um, I feel like the scenes where it's going to be mostly Wolverine is just going to be Ryan Reynolds telling Wolverine's story. In a sense. He's just going to like take out certain pieces like, oh, I remember you did this because this, 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 and this. Yeah. It's, it's just going to be pretty much like that. So, I'm gonna watch it anyway. Yeah, I'm yeah. Gonna watch it. So, I don't see anything bad about it. Uh, looking at it, 
since especially since he's a part of the writing anyway. So I I can mm. I can only just see it as when you say it's like let's look at it like writing a speech and you write the speech mm. the first time but then when you get the moment where you have to stand in front of everybody and say that speech and you're reading that yeah. sentence and you're in something just things this is a perfect moment for me to you know say something else which is up a bit really pulling the crowd to what i'm trying to say and him not having the opportunity to do that while it's in production i could see that being a bit um, a missed opportunity yeah. all right um my take on this is that um kind of like what you were saying food that um when ryan reynolds is in the mask you know when it comes to them having to record the content i mean record the movies and all that like he has a mic under him but generally when we hear him it's like what they do in post-production like he has to actually talk into a different mic and dub over probably whatever he said and from what i was reading because i read an article about it too they you know he does multiple takes of multiple like lines and they just try to see which one like fits the best in that situation because mm-hmm. this is more set kind of like a Wolverine movie. Hopefully the jokes are already kind of landed for what Wolverine's going to do. I think mm-hmm. it's supposed to be like, what, like a road trip movie or something like that. I don't know, but um, I, think I think it's like road trip. And then they said something about, they're going to be going through like different multiverses or something like that. I wouldn't mind that because I ain't the, I don't want to say the spoiler. Cause I don't, I don't keep up with the news like that. By seeing that someone from a certain series might be in this movie as a character, they've been. It's it. The recent rumor that just came out is that they're bringing back Halle Berry, the mm. actress who played Jean Grey, and the actor who played Cyclops in the two thousands X Men are also supposed mm-hmm. to be in this movie. Okay, so I haven't heard that. The other thing I heard was like a character from the MCU was supposed that, to be. I don't. I don't know if it's a spoiler or not. That's why I'm trying to like tiptoe around it. But I think this is like an older news type thing. Like a certain character from there was supposed to be like a guide in the movie. Maybe that might. I don't remember like, seeing oh. that. But the MCU okay. connection that I did see with Deadpool 3 is that it was something about them traversing through timelines or multiverse or something like that. And they get the attention of the TVA. That's and what TVA- I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah. All right. There we go. All right. I didn't want to spoil it because I was like, I don't know if that person <laughs> has been like announced to, oh yeah, they're in the movie. Mm-hmm. So I guess yeah. what my thing is like, hopefully if this whole writer's strike thing is ended by the time actual filming wraps up, then he could still do those post-production lines and they could just put in whatever. But Hugh Jackman, he's going to do what Hugh Jackman does as best as he does with Wolverine. So yeah. I don't think there really needs to be any ad-libbing on his end. Really yeah, just right. Ryan Reynolds and just kind of putting in what lines work best right here in these situations with him having that mask on with him? Like, you know, without the mask, I think it'd be a lot harder for them to like, okay, we need to reshoot this scene, but hopefully the scenes with him actually as Deadpool is done. But the writer's strike is done before they actually get to editing and the post-production and all that. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Great points. Great points. My other hot take behind this was, so we've been seeing news like some productions have been stopped because of the writer strike, and then we've seen some that are just going ahead despite it. Mm-hmm. If this rule applies to those productions who have chose to go forward, um, how do we feel? I guess what question do I have? What does that mean for those productions who also have those same rules? 
Do we feel like it's the same type of deal with Deadpool or do we feel like it depends on what it is? So if is it a rule is my question. Like, I know politics play a lot into it and I know they're on strike. But when it comes to like contractual agreements with um, Warner Brothers Discovery and all these different companies, is it, oh, since our writers left and they're protesting, we can't edit this. But what about the few writers? Because we know with protests this happens, some of them probably stayed back and said, I ain't participating. I support y'all at a distance, but I'm not participating. Well, if it's. I want to know what type of contractual that, agreements play in that. So my thing, yeah. if it's that, then I guess with the number of projects that have been like, chill out, like stop until the strike is mm-hmm. over, if that's the if that is the case. I I I feel like it's a rule because if that is the case and if we're going back with the assumption that Ryan Reynolds is a writer on the project, why wouldn't he be able to improvise? That's what I'm saying. I don't know what's I'm not I'm not trying to read too into it and do conspiracies and all that. Mm-hmm. But I know like they have their contractual agreements. And I wanna know if because we got freedom to protest and all that good stuff. I wanna know if are these writers really not able to, to like participate or like are the production the production committee the few writers who probably decided not to um be a part of the strike is it that they can't be in it or is that they're just wording it this way and some people are choosing not to um participate that's what i want to know cuz you never know like what agendas and all this other stuff some folks probably mad at the strike so they wanted to come off that way that's just what i've seen other people who like were reading into it Cause I don't know, like, would somebody put out a contract that says, "Hey, if one of our writers steps away, we can't modify this at all." You know what I mean? Because it, it, it might, it might like. not be one, but it might. I could see it as maybe a good amount. Like, if a good amount of the writers stepped off the Deadpool three project or stepped off another project that they continue going in production with, they may not be able to make that shape based on whatever the process is from writing the script to production to post-production. If a good amount yeah. of them, then it's like, hey, we have to stop the project because I'm I'm thinking about like the MCU projects. Like they've paused uh, Thunderbolts, they've paused Wonder Man. Um, if a good amount of those writers left for the strike, they, they probably stopped it because they can't move forward with it at all. Yeah. Right. But that's, I just want to, you know what I'm saying? I want to... Yeah. I feel. I want you. more. Ins- I want inside information. I want like. I would love if we could, like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I wish we could meet a writer right now and be like, "Hey, what's going on behind the scenes? What do your contracts look like? Like, how can you even step away from some of these without being penalized?" I you can I- not yeah. saying. Yeah, you know what I mean. I can't speak. Like, I don't want to speak on the political. End. I can only think that some of this stuff is coming about just because of the process of mm-hmm. writing the script, getting in production. Oh, I want to change this up right quick. And what's the process of getting that? If we had to record again, what's the process of getting that in the script? What's the process of making sure that everybody has this copy that we feel like it fits right? Like, does um, Ryan Reynolds putting in this improvised line change the way, what comes after that? You see what I'm saying? There might be a process that because we don't have that manpower at the moment, we can't do that. Right. Exactly. And those are the details that get kind of lost, especially when you use strong words like, oh, we can't do this. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like, I understand putting out a notice, but, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I think mean, my only... 
Go ahead, Ralph. Honestly, it's very much what Ryan said, but in the short version, if you can't do improv or your main character doesn't really wear a mask, you're pretty much in trouble during this writer strike. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Like in, in clean cut, clean cut fashion. Like if if your main character can't do any of that, you're you're in trouble. You might as well just push it back. And that's probably why Blade keep kept getting pushed back too as well. Well, Blade's not mm. really even fully written. If we want to talk about yeah. Blade, Blade got they had a couple pages. Yeah. Old dude read it. He said I didn't like it. They scrapped it. They got a new guy. And now I don't know how many pages. I don't know how far they got into the script, but now it's pause. I don't. Mm-hmm. New guy said, y'all ain't paying me enough deuces. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. Well, what you got, Sage? Uh, I'm about to say the point that uh, Ryan was actually touching on, I'm thinking of from the monetary standpoint. So say you hire, like you said, there are some uh, shows or some production companies that are continuing with you know producing the show while some have stopped i'm thinking like is there somewhere in their contract like oh you know if i'm paying you for this job i need a certain amount of revisions whenever i need them or whenever i want before you know i really want to pull out this full product like well if i'm not happy with these lines that he just delivered well we need to go back rewrite mm-hmm. the script so that way boom you need to rewrite that so now he can say these lines okay i don't like those either gotta rewrite that or do they have like a base pay where it's like boom after we're done with this script we're done. We're paying you. It's over. That's what I'm thinking of from this aspect. Exactly. Yeah. That's, That's true. That's a good question. All that color money play a big part because if you own the contract, you can get fined. And that's mm-hmm. like my fear for some of the writers. Like that's with a lot of protests. That's why you can't participate sometimes. You under contract. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just hope they get it sorted out. I'm, I'm sure they will. So no, so Deadpool three is supposed to drop November eighth, twenty twenty four. I think they have a good amount of time oh, to yeah. sort oh, yeah. sort everything yeah. out before they put the movie out. And we already know that trailers don't mean a damn thing. If we learn anything from Multiverse of Madness, trailers don't mean <laughs> a damn thing until you sit in that movie theater and actually watch the movie. Didn't, yeah. didn't some production company get sued for like false advertising? It was Marvel. It was Marvel. Yeah. They, got in trouble. <laughs> they deserved they it. They got in trouble for Infinity War. They got in because one of the trailers that they showed in Infinity War was not in the movie at all. And they got in trouble for that. They deserve it. I think they that's kind of good, trouble. but also kind of bad. To, I kind of like that. They need to get in I trouble for Multiverse of Madness. Because that's <laughs> not the wheelchair that Charles Xavier rolled up in in that, in that movie. <laughs> He had that hover chair in the trailer. We no, he had the actual wheelchair with the X's on in the trailer. Yeah. We get to the fucking movie. He in the hover chair. <laughs> make it make so sense. I actually like that because I didn't watch the trailer for the movie because I don't watch trailers because mm-hmm. I think they just give away way too much. So me going into it, I'm like, all right, I don't have any expectation for what's happening in the movie. So boom, when he did come off on the hover on the hover chair, I'm like, oh, it's just like the animated series. I'm like, oh, this is fly. And, and but if I would have saw the wheelchair with the X's, I would have been like, mm, kind of corny. Yo, we move past. They showed they showed the wheelchair <laughs> with the X's. The man was inside the cerebro chamber. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. Then we get to the movie, and he show up in the X Men '97 hover chair, no cerebro. Mm-hmm. Okay, the cerebral like, okay. thing was is a bit different thing. All right, I yeah. understand that. Mm. I just think they give away way too much. Like, imagine if you wouldn't have watched that trailer 
It would have just saw him just pop up in the movie. Oh, I almost threw my popcorn out, out of my seat. Come on. I man. feel you. Because I had a I have a friend that doesn't when we go to the movies, he doesn't like the trailers. So when it gets to a movie that he wants to see, he just leaves. And I have to text him and be like, hey, yo, the trailer's over. You can come back. No, you a good friend. Need to, I, I need to be like that. That's funny. As he, they need to stick to these 30-second trailers where it's only the first few minutes of the movie. Keep it like that. Don't spoil yeah. nothing past mm-hmm. the 10 minutes. He hour. definitely had the shit face, though, when they show after Spider-Man No Way Home in the end credit scene was the trailer for Multiverse of Madness. I was like, you just have to cover your ears and close your eyes. I had no idea they was going to do this shit. <laughs> this was not me. <laughs> I had no idea they was going to do this shit. Oh, man. But... So moving on to our next topic is another little business topic. So Meta is working on a Twitter alternative that may come out in June. It's a it's going to be an app that's separate from Instagram, but you can sign in using your existing Instagram account, follow the same people, et cetera, et cetera. Um, users will be able to post up to 500 characters of text along with images um, they've been testing it secretly with celebrities and influencers with months for months. Um, and I already said that it could be here. Was well, June now, so it could be coming sooner than later. Today, maybe. Maybe today. But my question mm-hmm. is, is is it gonna last? Is this going to be a competitor to Twitter? Could- could it dominate the market and beat Twitter? I'd say no. But could it immediately become relevant and stick around? I'd say yes. Because at the end of the day, when it comes to like a status platform where you can put out statements and everything, we only really got Facebook and Twitter. And Facebook is used by a specific group of people <laughs> and a lot of people and specific and with this content general like when in this realm of content um creators and everything like just being honest everybody wants to be one now everybody's developing everybody's growing shout out to y'all get y'all bad i feel like it's going to grow just because of no just because of its name we know it's going to work we know it's going to be stable it's going to be another platform to put your stuff out just like the folks who jumped on tiktok right when it got big they doing good now you know what I'm saying? This is just another platform for you to come on and get to your bag. I feel like content creators are going to do that. Regular folks, eh, kind of like those Instagram notes, they're going to try it out. And if they like it, they like it. If they hate it, they hate it. That's yeah. that's kind of my sentiment. Mm-hmm. I would like to know like what features are coming up, coming with this that may even consider me to use the app. And, and really, what are you guys going to do to take it over Instagram? Like... The amount of features that lie in Instagram itself, you guys make it an app that's separate from it. What's even gonna make me what's gonna make me sign up for that? Apparently, so the thing is, they're saying that you will not need to sign up if you already have an existing Meta or Instagram or Facebook ish right. account, because it's just gonna link through that. Right. I mean, I mean, you could do that anyway. If I was to sign up for Instagram right now and I have a Facebook account, I could sign in with my Facebook. Like yeah. that that's just building out that meta ecosystem that basically what Google does. Like once you get that Google email, that Google account, you have you get access to a couple other applications just by that one mm-hmm. account. 
Mm-hmm. But that's the like thing. YouTube. Depending on how they connect it, you know, right now with Instagram, if you post on Instagram, you can do a setting where it immediately go to Facebook. Mm-hmm. Facebook's just an old platform. Yeah. Because this is going to be the new shiny platform, depending on they, how they got it interconnected and how you they, they allow you to advertise content and everything else like that, it could be pretty cool. It could be pretty cool. I would just need to, I would just, I guess, I would need to see what all comes with it because i would say right. that in the in the forbes article that i read when elon did become ceo they did try some people did try to make their own twitter alternatives some people did leave twitter but i would say not a significant amount of people left twitter to really boost up these twitter alternatives and i don't know if this is just going to be the same thing are they going to put something out significant enough that some people are going to be like, hey, I would rather use this instead of Twitter or, hey, I have a Twitter, but I kind of mostly exist on meta Twitter because of this, that, and the third. Like, what's really going to make it a significant competitor to Twitter? I have one Honestly? thing. Honestly? What's up? Probably no, like, adult content on this platform. With Twitter, you kind of got to worry about when you're scrolling, you know what the way the algorithm yeah. is. Pokemon or me? You get what I'm saying? You see mm-hmm. something like that pop up on your feed. Like <laughs> the NSF stuff. <laughs> the, the NSF hey, stuff. Like, I'm choosing Pokemon, but still, whoa. But you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. There's that worry of, there's that worry is like kind of gone once you get into a family friendly platform of like a, like you were saying, like the meta Twitter, Instagram thing where. If I scroll on there, I don't have to worry about seeing something like that. Like, I might see something close to that because there's women like that, or men, obviously, like that on um, Instagram, but they're not fully out there, if you get what I'm saying, for me to have to worry about it in public. If if they do the algorithm, yeah. mm -hmm. I was going to say, and also with Elon Musk doing the whole free speech thing, there's been a whole lot of, like, you know, negativity, toxicity, racism that came to Twitter, even though they was kind of always on Twitter. There was like a whole like wave of it on Twitter. And it's like, okay, if I go over here, the guidelines are a lot more strict. So I don't have to worry about things like that as often compared to a That's Twitter true. like that. And then mm-hmm. the way Elon's running it, it seems very money hungry with the whole Twitter blue system. Even though, like y'all was saying, if everybody hates it over here, this company might implement it over here as well. So I think it's just more family friendly. And for like Ryan, I believe, was saying, for newer content creators, especially if you want to hurry up, go over there, grab your name. That way no one grabs it before you. That's a growing platform that you could possibly get big off of just off of that right. little platform right there. You kind of call that your home, that's depending true. on the monetary and, uh, stance on there. And and that's a great point because those parental controls that Facebook and Instagram be utilizing, I was just they about go to say far. That. I was just like, about to say that. Like The minute somebody don't like your video, don't like your post, don't like your content, that gun is going down. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. No Facebook. Like even what Instagram does, like they even like warn you, like if you're making a caption and your caption, they if they flag it, like this may be harmful. Like based on what people have reported, you might want to second guess this. Even that right there. Yeah. 
gives it that yeah. that notch over Twitter. Because Twitter, I type what I want and send it, and we'll worry about it later. But Instagram's like, wait, hold on. Are you sure? You, are you sure this <laughs> Let me proofread. Are you sure this is what you want to say? Because <laughs> those, those meta moderators, whether you like them or not, they go hard. Mm-hmm. Twitter, a lot they of do. stuff has always been loose on Twitter. A lot mm-hmm. of stuff, whether you're into like the more promiscuous content or not, at the end of the day, a lot of it is an age appropriate. That's, Me, that's if true. I had if I had kids, Twitter would be the one app where I'd be like, I don't think you can get on that till you at least sixteen. I, just because of how easily something can pop yeah. up. I agree. I agree with that. Like you see something one time, you didn't even if you interacted with it, like you didn't like it, you didn't retweet it. It's just the fact that you interacted with it, and then it's like, boom. Okay, let's show you some more of this. Mm-hmm. exactly True. so having that alternative that's a more controlled environment i feel like that's going to be their um biggest marketing point right there and then because twitter when it gets involved in politics and everything one of the best things to get your platform up is when you're an alternative during one of those political debates or situations going on that's true mm-hmm. i feel like i feel like a lot of people are going to funnel into it i i think the previous alternatives just didn't have that umph that Meta has, and I think it may get. I think rethinking it. I think a lot of people might try it out. Not just content creators, just like you know, hey, if I can sign in with my Instagram account and I don't have to make an account from scratch, then you know, I'll give it a whirl. Yeah. Like it's only gonna take two minutes in real. Like if you think about it, you connect to Wi Fi. They're gonna market the hell out of it. They you gonna see it down your Instagram they and your gonna, Facebook it, timeline. I was just mm-hmm. about to say that you gonna get on Instagram. They are gonna be like, hey, do you want to try out Insta Twitter? You on Facebook? sponsored ad? <laughs> it, 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 or like it, you wanna, exactly? You want to sign up for Insta Twitter? Hey, do you know you have a free Insta Twitter account because you already have an Instagram? I yeah. Don't think I'm. The only thing I'm surprised about, I'm surprised Meta ain't just do like how they tried to attack TikTok and made a whole real section. I'm surprised they didn't just make their own Twitter section on Instagram. But it's up to them. I think I think it would have been too much. Like the mm. fact that they're making a separate app does provide a bit of separation as far as like mm. features. Because Instagram, mm-hmm. you have reels, stories. We're already posting pictures then they you got the little notes that you can put like it mm-hmm. i just feel like at this point that instagram has a lot going on that adding that feature on top of it it would have been like okay y'all this is a lot like you scrolling like if you scrolling through an instagram post and then somebody has this random sentence right here i don't know and it uh, it wouldn't make sense if, if it's going to be a twitter alternative and a twitter competitor i think the number one thing is that there are certain standards that you have to follow if you're going to call this a Twitter alternative. Like the look and mm-hmm. feel of it for you guys to be like, hey, if you like Twitter, use mine. You can use mine too. I think that look and feel kind of has to be the same as well. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I also forgot to uh, mention possibly integration with other things such as apps or like we was talking about earlier, the whole uh, VR setup. Like imagine since you got Meta, you got Instagram right here. Facebook right here, and now the new Twitter right here. So no telling what they could do with that in the actual Oculus itself with the whole VR. That's system. true. That's very true. That's a great point, too. And then I want to touch on something that you said, Ryan, like a couple episodes back with Instagram having that like that top-tier marketing strategy with like between the content creators and stuff. Like That's just another 
piece they of they got a fee- built-in economy. Right. Mm-hmm. That's just another piece of hey, now we make a post on Instagram and it's going to both Facebook and Insta Twitter or something on Insta Twitter. Hey, if you you can share this to your Instagram story, like the way that people get on their Instagram story and type questions or do mm-hmm. little stuff like that. Or sometimes I've done it before. I've tweeted something on Twitter and I wanted to share it on Instagram. So I screenshot like that whole integration. They could take that up. Yeah, because from the business side, Twitter is practically the one of the worst apps for content creators. In terms of like being able to communicate with your audience, you only had that one notification thing before Elon modified that. It used to, they had to have all types of, all types of campaign apps to even see, oh, are other blue check folks even commenting on what I got going on? The fact that you weren't really getting paid and you, they couldn't really figure out the proper ways to monetize it. Meta got a whole advantage over them when it comes Mm -hmm. to that completely. Mm Because right now, the biggest, like when Sage acknowledged like the money hungry stuff, they kind of got to be money hungry because they want to build an economy, but they ain't got no money to start it off with. Mm -hmm. Meta already got a head start. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, nobody's going to compete against YouTube in that case. But Meta already got a head start. Mm-hmm. So I, True. it might work out. And if you bring the money, if the money over here, you already got that guaranteed audience. I, you got the celebrities. I think one one good thing that Meta did do was already test this out. They said they've been testing this with celebrity and influencers for months. So when they're ready to launch this, just thinking about the amount of people who have already used it that can vouch for it. And it's not right. like, hey, now we we want the public to try it out and see if it works. No, we know this works. We know this works. And we have all these testimonials and all of these people who have already been using it to let you know that this this is going to work in your favor, that there, right. there's no risk in signing up for this. Word of mouth marketing. Who got the most followers on Instagram? Was it like Taylor Swift or somebody, or like? I want Selena Kim, Gomez. Ky- yeah, Selena, Selena Gomez. I was gonna take a Selena saying, "Hey, get get the behind the scenes, blah blah blah, on this new companion app, this new Meta app." All my Selena's gonna get a million followers sign up for Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> all my Selena's. There we go. <laughs> Beyonce Beehive. All, all of my them. Beehive. It's- now that that's gonna be hilarious because. I don't. I don't know who is behind Beyonce's Twitter account. Beyonce yeah. just there. I think Beyonce just it's has the Twitter account just to have it. It's probably you know, I, I doubt she even got social media apps on her phone. I feel I, like she let some somebody else handle all of that. <laughs> I, I think she's like, hey, I want to post these pictures. This is what I want to say. Um, you can post it whenever. Just you know, I just want it on there. I, I don't even. Look, bro, I don't even think it's that far. I don't even think it goes that deep. I feel like whoever runs her social media goes to a photographer. Did she take some new pics today? Mm-hmm, just finish editing them. All right, send them over my way. What's she doing? She at breakfast. She at brunch. I think- She at the Rock, <laughs> some, she at the Rock Nation brunch. Some of, those cap- <laughs> some of those captions that I be reading, I be like, I could see Beyonce typing this. Probably. I, I, I just looking at the captions. I was you, Sometimes you can tell when somebody's like social media manager typed the caption. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. this is your social media manager. And sometimes you can look at it and be like, you wrote this. I don't know. I, I, I feel like Beyonce be Oof. typing the captions. She might send them to somebody to post them on Instagram. But I think sometimes she'll be writing them captions. Fu said, I know when the queen type it. sounds <laughs> 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 <was> like Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be high, Fu? That's, that's you? That's your queen? Hey, I'm going to see her in August. 
I'm going to see her in August. I'm excited. Oh, man. <clears throat> we got a couple more topics. I guess keeping with the flow. Um, Netflix is finally bringing their password sharing for sharing fee to the United States is happening. So just a couple facts is that the higher plans of Netflix, that's where you have to pay the $7.99 for additional users. One of them, you can only add one extra user. And then there was another one that for every other user that you, every user that you want to add, you have to pay the $7.99. Anybody who has the Netflix basic or standard plan cannot add other users. They're also taking it further that they're doing like you set up like this Netflix household thing and it tracks like the IP address and some other data. So they they said that they're not doing like exact location, but they are tracking like the IP addresses. So they so on the back end, they do know when somebody else is signing somebody outside of your Netflix household is using your account. It also said that with every extra member, they have they will have their own password and profile, and they have to be invited to join. I'm I'm going to I'm going to say why this sucks, and it's further than what people think. Because I said this, this I said the exact same thing with Meta and Twitter when Twitter got blue check. I said y'all mad at Elon, but watch Mark. And everybody else do the same thing with their platform. Literally a month after that episode, what did we start seeing? Yeah. The real issue with network Netflix cracking down on passwords is, everybody is else. Max. Everybody and else. Disney's new Hulu merger app is going to do the exact same I thing. I think in they're waiting. Months. Watch. I know that Hulu and some of those other streaming services they got on Twitter and, and shame Netflix. But me personally, mm-hmm. they are waiting to see how this turns out. And if on the back end, the business end, that Netflix is like, hey, in this second quarter, we got this many subscribers. We made this amount of money. They are going to turn around and do the same thing. Yeah, It's going to be their next shareholders call. They're going to say, look, Netflix lost some subscribers, but they they saved millions of dollars. Mm Mm-hmm. We might need to do the same thing. We're just going to have to find a better way to navigate. They're playing. That's it. I feel like they're playing the bad guy right now because that's that's what you do. My that's competitor do. is implementing something that the general public doesn't like. So let's play the bad guy. Be like, hey, guys, we're not doing that. Come check out our stuff. But as soon as Netflix turns around and says, hey, we made a profit out, out of this. We got some real benefits out of this. They're well, going to do the same thing. We like, bro. We work in corporate. You know who corporate companies study more than their own consumers? Their competitors. The second Netflix said they doing this, they said, "Hold on, is there a reason why they doing this? Let's let's look at our numbers. How much of our passwords are being shared? How many accounts are we losing money on because they sharing it with the entire family across the world? They finna do it. It's a, it's." I give it three months. Let's do it. Let's come back to this in another episode. I give it three months. I could see HBO Max being yeah. the second. I think Disney is as much. I, I the Disney. only the only reason why I don't see Disney doing it because that's not their main source of income. No. The, but the reason Disney can do it is because nobody's going to stop. They can Disney do it. Disney got the biggest I portfolio. Can, I know. I know they can do it. I know they can do it easily. I know they can do it. 
I I just don't feel like that might that might not be a priority for them right now. No. Man, I I I place in my bets. We got to come back I, to it. I'm not saying I. Look, <laughs> I want to say I want I want to put this out here. I'm not saying that they're not gonna do it. Nah. I'm not saying that they're not going to do it. I'm saying that I don't think it's going to happen as soon as you think. I think maybe Max right. might bite the bullet before Disney Plus does. Yeah. I best, I I could see it happening the second they drop this new app, which merges Hulu and Disney Plus. The second that drop, I promise you it's going to come with password restrictions. I... I uh, we gonna see. We gonna see, cause cause Disney Disney Plus has shaped itself to being that family friendly platform, and I can I can see them going both ways. Like family means family, like in the house with you. <laughs> yeah, like Ohana, like Ohana means family. Like if y'all if y'all not in the house. <laughs> That's the marketing but right there. Also, On the home screen, but, it's going to be Lilo and her family. But I can they say also, it's only your immediate family. But I can also see it as Disney playing into that, you know, family is all of us have been able to enjoy. Because they do have that feature to where all three of us can watch something on Disney Plus at the same time with, like, that movie yeah. sharing feature. The share party. Yeah, the share party yeah, the thing. Share party. So I can see them not doing that because that would discourage that uh family connection of us being in different places. But you can here's, do that with different profiles, limited. right? Like it's my yeah. Disney Plus and yeah. then it's your oh. Disney Plus. Like it's not yeah. all of yeah. ours put together. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well they try to implement that, that then. Like, now they're gonna try and hurry up and do that. <laughs> like now we can do that right now. I take I take that back then. They they might they might. Mm. Disney is money hungry, but I, I don't know. I see maybe I the fact that that's not their only source of income. I I don't see them doing it like immediately. I can see somebody like Max doing it just because of the come out and the issue and the rebranding and all of that. I can see them being next. Mm-hmm. I agree I, with I, you, food. I, can... I, I oh, I'm sorry. I was just gonna say I agree with you, food, because we gotta look at how long Netflix has actually been in the game of streaming. Mm-hmm. Compared to HBO Max or I want to say Disney yeah. Plus, not Hulu, because Hulu's like been in the game for a long while too. Mm-hmm. Like now that Netflix has all this competition, they're like, all right, we need to get some more money because we losing bread. We're not bringing in people with our exclusives anymore like that. We need to make sure we secure our spot within the streaming era and make sure that we're still top dog. So I'm I'm very I don't think that HBO Max and like you were saying, Disney are really gonna do it as soon. Maybe in the coming years, because they still need to get their feet. Because HBO Max just had a whole new rebrand with that whole Max thing. Disney exactly. Plus and Hulu are about to do that merger, like y'all was saying. It's just too soon to add that one feature after you're trying to, you know, butter us up with these new these new redesigns that you're giving us right here. So I'm just like, mm-hmm. eh, right. let's chill for a little bit, then hit me with that. Yeah, but that's yeah. but it's because of those rebrands. That's the only reason I think they might do it because. HBO Max, albeit their rebrand, they've been top dog for the past couple of years in terms of how how consumers re, um see the company, how how they appreciate the content and everything else. They got their acquisitions in, and that's the whole reason they rebranded as Max because they don't want some of their acquisitions to be tied to their brand HBO. 
mm-hmm. Disney, with all of their acquisitions, their money's kind of divided because they got Hulu and Disney Plus. What can they do? Once they merge it, what's their lowest subscription model for both of them? Like $9.99 for Disney and $9.99 for Hulu? It's $7.99 for... I don't know what's the lowest one for Hulu, but Disney Plus just base, I believe, is $7.99 a month. So once you merge them, oh, look at our beautiful IPs, $12.99 for the lowest plan. And then you put soft restrictions. Here's what you do. They do their family thing. Oh, yeah, you can have up to two households can share the same account. But it's not going to. But that's their password crackdown. They're going to set soft limiters. I could totally see them going that route. Do you feel like you Netflix has kind of already it. gotten towards that with the whole screen share thing or whatever? Like, oh, only two people could be looking at this screen or using mm-hmm. this account at the same time. Yeah. And then with the whole exactly. IP address, think about the people with VPNs. Like, say if I only I'm the only one with my Netflix account, but I got a VPN because you know I'm afraid of whoever spying on me. You get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So I'm just right. like, eh, like, you know, it just comes into things like that. Like, oh, you're on this VPN. Even though I'm on this VPN to watch other shows in different countries, am I going to be kicked off of my own Netflix account? Or like, what? That's true. With that the- VPN yeah. might be the biggest workaround, actually. That might be the biggest workaround from. Well, that probably will be the biggest workaround. The only the only thing that concerns me about the VPN thing is that nef- the article that I read on the password sharing thing with the whole Netflix household thing, they said if you don't set the IP address, they will set it for you. Oh no. There so it's going. So that whole that thing is going to happen regardless. Mm. So that's that's my only concern with that. Dang, what if I change it in the providers within that time? You, <laughs> they, right. they, they do have a you have to resign you have to, in you and re, change you have, IP. To, you have to go back through the process to reset your Netflix household thing but they were like if you don't set it initially they will set it for you folks gonna make their money uh, that's all i'll say <laughs> they gonna find me. i i don't believe in pro-consumer companies those don't exist they're not real they don't love us <laughs> I, so, I feel like the only workaround is like for example me and ryan i got hbo max he got netflix I'm not going to be watching them both at the same time. I'm going to watch HBO Max. Ryan, you can sign to the Netflix, watch whatever you want. After you get done with that, we switch. You watch my HBO Max, I watch your Netflix for right now. I feel like that's the only way to really get around that because I don't know how many people are watching Netflix all at the same time on the same account. Or you're going to have to sign out of your Netflix and then I have yeah, to sign in that's, that's gonna to be, show that we're different households. That's going to yeah. be the workaround. Oh, Ryan, you want to watch Netflix? That's, let me sign out. You sign, sign in. Out. Reset. Do your thing. There we go. And when I want to, will you're gonna have to do it over and over again. That's now that's what, that that's what I see. If I I didn't see anything, they said there were gonna be. They said they use information such as IP addresses, device IDs, and account activity to determine whether a device signed into your account is part of your Netflix household. Yeah, I could definitely see some people just signing in, signing out, but then they might pick up on that and put something in for that. That's all I'm saying. They, Once I didn't they get it done. I didn't see anything about a limit to how many times you can change your Netflix household either. But i I could see, yeah. I could definitely see them implementing something like you can't change this back to back to back to back to back. 
the subscription is going to change to where it's not, oh, I can have five profiles. No, it's going to be I can have two to three um, Netflix households. That's what it's going to change to. Probably. Watch. I can see that. I can see that. I promise. Hey, it. I can see it. I can see I can see it. Oh, you using the same. You got a Netflix household, but your son finna go to college. Guess what? <laughs> you, can, you can get a second household. You can and get it's a, not a full extra. You can get a second household. It's not Netflix a full extra $13.99. It's just $5.99 for an extra household. That's it. Yeah. They're going to start Honestly, selling our verification codes on the iPhone. For real. There we go. So the crazy, gonna, so the crazy thing is they actually do. They send in a verification link. If you update what they did say, that location can be reset using an app on a TV or a device connected to a TV by choosing to confirm or update your household and responding to a verification mm-hmm. link sent to the account's listed email address or phone number. They're they not playing with y'all. Yeah, <laughs> they they want to make sure your phone... They're trying to cover it. They want to make sure your phone's on the same address. There we go. Mm-hmm. They are not playing with y'all. <laughs> they And look, bro... I promise y'all, next shareholders meeting, all y'all who got stocks and all of that, and they're going to do the call, hey, we lost a million, but we gained three million yeah. because of all the money we got back. I'm telling $2 million you. million profit. Like, I'm telling you, like, these companies, like, on front, <sighs> like, the social media, yeah, they're shaming Netflix for now, but mm. once those numbers start coming in, those statistics start coming in, they finna go right with them. But do you think this opens the door to more? I hate to say it, piracy. Because if I don't want to watch a Netflix, because if I don't want to get Netflix for like seven ninety nine, I just want to watch like one show. I'm gonna just go on some alleged site and you know allegedly you know get it for the free without paying for that subscription. I would say would this enable it more? I think it would, but I think that might have been a risk that Netflix considered, and I also feel like because of. If we look at the timeline of when a show actually comes out that gets everybody hyped and everybody jumping, those gaps are kind of big. Mm-hmm. And, and then when it comes to piracy, we got to look at why is piracy so big? One of, the, In my opinion, if I had to guess, one of the biggest pe- reason people pirate content is because of lack of access. The only... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna admit to nothing. The only reason <laughs> some people, the only reason some people, hypothetically, might have taken the time to get on Kiss Anime and Manga Panda, Anime mm-hmm. Ram, and all those other sites back in the day, is because Hulu and everybody didn't have them yet. Why do you know that was a big three websites? Why do you know these sites? Because <laughs> I knew other people. I knew uh-huh. other people. Alleg- allegedly, 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 gonna. What well, they allegedly, allegedly did because some. <laughs> there we go. There we go. But the reason they did those type of things is not simply because they didn't want to pay. They were just unable to get access to it. But the second Hulu and all that, my friends and the people I knew who used to do that type of stuff, they quickly got on Hulu to watch their anime. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, alleged. I'm like, you know, what I think they... I, what I can assume. Ralph, Hypothetical Ralph plays so much. I feel oh, like yes. I, I got him. Let me, Police. Let me give his address. We got him. <laughs> that's the true gunner right here. That's the true gunner. That's that's gonna. <laughs> I can only see. I can only see this as this might. I don't. I think some people might. It might enable it a bit more. But I think this might also just lead to people like just getting their own Netflix account. Like they still yeah. have the basic and standard plans. Like you don't have to get these plans that 
allow you to add extra people. Mm-hmm. Like you could just get that basic standard Netflix and pay that minimum amount and still watch the stuff that you want to you want to watch. Right. And it might just be that no, we didn't get a lot of people to pay the seven ninety nine for extra users, but look at how many people signed up for their own account versus the and amount that's what of, they want. of versus the amount of accounts that we had that were sharing their password with multiple people. Yeah, and that's what they want. That's exactly what they want to happen. So it's not saying like, "Hey, you guys are not going to be able to watch this shit at all." It's just if you want to watch it, it's either you paying a seven ninety nine for an extra user, or just get this base plan and call it a day. But let's take it back to this fateful day of March tenth, two thousand seventeen, mm-hmm. at one p.m. Dang, he put out the Twitter receipt. <laughs> I already know hold what up, this hold up. That might be for real. Hold up. A password. <laughs> no, that's the timestamp. No, that's 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 the timestamp. That, that, that's what it is. That was the timestamp. Oh. But I think it was because let's think 2017. Who were the main streaming services out when they made that tweet? Hulu, Redbox, Netflix, Hulu, Hulu. Redbox Amazon was streaming. Ask. I don't think Redbox was streaming. Redbox, go you gotta go physically to go get the actual. Yeah, yeah, you and yeah. so I don't get those, why that still exists. So, so really, two and Amazon Prime, eh. So yeah. really, you know, who cares at this point? We're gonna get the money regardless. We got all the shows. People are going to pay regard. We don't care how many people you share to your plat. We we're still getting that money. But today, mm-hmm. Netflix is not the only one. They not the no. only one. These Tubies, Peacocks, MGM Plus, Paramount Plus, all these people who are snatching their IPs off of Disney to make their own streaming services. Hey, I, uh, uh, I would can well, I? Here's, here's the thing. That, here's how corporate works, though. A lot of consumers were complaining about, you know, I got to pay for ten different streaming services to watch my show. But what we're finna start seeing more of is more acquisitions. Mm-hmm. The same way they got HBO got Max, mm-hmm. Cinemax, and everybody. Someone's going to buy Peacock soon. Somebody's going to buy Paramount and that's, soon. And that's, I hope it's so. going. Hey, to- I think Netflix. I think they're playing the long game just because of the fact that I'm saying that they might not be looking for the funding from the password sharing fee. They might be looking mm-hmm. at funding for how many people who just might break down and get their own Netflix subscription. And if that number goes up, that means more shows, they can acquire more properties and they they and then that gets them back up there with Max and the rest of them. And that's but, the thing. But isn't Netflix digging themselves out of a debt hole still? Aren't they still in the red? I feel like yeah. Netflix will always be in the red at this point. So at this point, I feel like everything that they're doing and all the changes they're making, they're just trying to dig themselves out of a hole. No. Here's here's the thing. It's it's two mindsets you can approach with that. Either A, they got nothing to lose and they're just gonna go bankrupt. Or B, <laughs> this will be their way and or B, this will be their way out. That's the only way you can look at it. You're only you're already losing. It's like it's that mindset. You're already losing. Yeah. You can't lose more, yeah. or you can they actually lost, win. They lost yeah, they lost a lot. They lost millions of the password and, fee wasn't even that, initialized yet, and they lost like that, a million plus subscribers. Yes, and that's why that's why they're in the perfect spot to be the enemy 
You push an animal into a corner and keep it in a cage, it's going to bite your hand. That's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Hulu wasn't in a place to do this. They got bought by Disney. They're chilling. Crunchyroll wasn't in a place to be this. They're getting all their money because more and more anime fans are coming out, especially since Funimation bought them. Mm-hmm. They, Netflix was in the right position to be the enemy. Makes sense. I think they considered all of this. Like they they considered all of this, and now it's just they they were testing in Canada, some other places. Like they've they already got the stats, they already got the numbers. Like hey, uh, we didn't really do good at, in this area, but look at this chart. Now yeah, exactly. look at this chart and imagine what it would look like when we implement this into the United States. Their highest number of subscribers comes from the U.S. Exactly. They, they, either they're gonna lose or they're gonna make more money. That's the mm-hmm. only option. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. It sounds like we all just sat in on the meeting and know all the notes. <laughs> <laughs> we know all the notes. Hey. Y'all know I like talking money. I love talking about money. <laughs> they're gonna look at this clip. They're gonna be like, write that down, write that down, right there. Write that down, mm-hmm. write that down. Who are these people? <laughs> like, Get them on the phone. <laughs> is, Ryan an, is Ryan an investor? He got some good ideas. Call, Call him. him. What should we do next? <laughs> how how can we piss off the general public next? <laughs> <laughs> give me a job. Netflix, give me a job. I got y'all. And oh, once you hire God. me, I'll sponsor the blur. Once you hire me, <laughs> once you hire me, sponsor the blur mob and support um Chase the Dark Sage. Sponsor him as well. We we here. I'm just we here. I'm just saying. My the biggest thing I want to bring out of this is that. It, it doesn't end with Netflix. I just want y'all to know yeah. that this right here does not end with Netflix. They may look like the enemy now, but when the numbers start getting in the green, everybody everybody else is going to follow suit. It's going to be another Twitter. It's going to be another Twitter blue situation. The moment they have, I think it's two or three consecutive quarters, positive quarters, that's when you'll see it. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's the promo right there, too, Foop. It doesn't end with Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> That's the promo. Look, they're like, write that so down. We ain't write that down. Talk too. about it in the meeting. Write, write that down. 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 <laughs> but all right, we are touching an hour 45. So I'm going to go ahead and shut this down. First, I want to thank you, the Dark Sage, for joining us on an episode of the Blurred Mob podcast. It was great to have you here. Great conversation. Good laughs. And we hope that we can get you back on the show again. Um, while we still have you here, while we still have you here, we would like you to let our audience know where they can find you. Uh, You can find me on YouTube. I have plenty of channels, but my main one is The Dark Sage. Literally, you have to type in The Dark Sage because some other person comes up if you just type in Dark Sage. Uh, I do manga and anime figure collecting content so you can check that out i got another channel read the room where i'm just reading and talking about manga currently we're doing jojo's bizarre adventure part seven still ball run you can find me on instagram chase the dark sage literally spell it out exactly how that sounded uh there's no weird wording for that uh twitter the dark sage because someone else took my name and they wanted to charge me three hundred dollars to just hey. get the word stuff. Sage for the so they try to charge you for real yeah, because I, I, you know, they try to try- when it comes, yeah, because I was trying to get my name on there like, <laughs> at the Dark Sage. I was like, yeah, can I wow. get that name? He was like, he, it's someone that doesn't use that account. He messaged me back, three hundred for three letters, three hundred for three letters. I said no. Hey, I just Sage, go to Jojo, he's all your YouTube. When 
When, he saw your YouTube channel and said, oh, I can get a bag off of him. Who, who is this man? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted my name crazy. so badly. And it doesn't fit with Chase the Dark Sage, so I can't put that. Because I'm going to be missing, like, I'm going to be Chase the Dark Sag or something like that. And I'm like, no, nah, that don't look good. So mm-hmm. I can't yeah. yeah. Hey, Sage said when Insta Twitter come out, I'm on it. I'm on you. Mm-hmm. I on it. <laughs> it's me. I, after that, <laughs> I got on TikTok. I got on uh I forgot these other socials, like the lemon one. I was like, yeah, I need to get my name on there right now, just in case something happens. Mm-hmm. I feel you. Go. You can find me on Instagram. I'm not really active on there. And that's about it. I mean, I have a Discord, which I feel like is like my newsletter so people can see what content I'm coming out with. But besides that, okay. I don't know. Just do my thing. Nice. So make sure you guys check them out. As always, I want to thank you both, Ryan and Ralph, for also joining me on another episode. And thank you to everybody who's been listening and watching, whether this is your first time or 50th time listening. It is always appreciated. And I was about to go into it, but we have a Ralph. So go ahead and lead us out, Ralph. It's been a minute. It's It's been been a minute. minute. You still remember our socials, right? Of course. Of course. Yeah. But again, thank you guys for watching and are listening. Make sure you guys check out our new donation link from Kofi. It will be oh. in our description somewhere. Yes, yes, we finally have it now. We have it. Yes. Really? I would have never done <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what can they, what, who what gave they do with Kofi? Who gave me that idea? Who gave us the idea to get that? The Dark Sage himself gave that idea. I wonder what you could do on Kofi. You could donate money to people that you really want to support voluntarily. Yes. But yes, please check out our Kofi leak. If you want to support, you can, you know, that's just another way to offer yourself to us in a good way, not a bad way, but make sure Are you they guys selling their life to us. <laughs> offer you, offer I have to put that in there just in what? case people take that wrong. I have to put that in there just in case I take that. It, just in case we are, that it goes towards but, equipment, guys. We just want yes. we just want to keep providing you content. <laughs> and that light bill, you gotta keep the lights on. We gotta, gotta keep the lights light on. It is not going God. to Ryan's manga collection. I swear. Please no, Ryan. Do I see? A, do I see a new volume right behind you? Anyway, back to back to <laughs> <No>. the <list. laughs> Make sure you guys no, we're not gonna do that. Make sure you guys check out our affiliate links, write stuff anime. Make sure you get your Funko Pops, your posters, your manga, your movies, everything from there. Make sure you go check out Entertainment Earth. Might possibly get some exclusive Funko Pops, whoever knows. But make sure you guys follow us on Facebook and Twitter. No, Facebook and TikTok at the Blur My Podcast. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram at the Blur My Pod. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at the Blur Mob. With that being said, we out. Peace. Hands up. If you love them where you at, stand 10 toes down. Shot, they ain't no looking at. You can let them haters hate when they answer where I'm smiling.